0: This is a BoardWalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once hello listeners welcome back to another episode of i will watch anything once Uh, i want to thank you for returning to the podcast and continue to listen however this is going to be one of the final episodes there are only five more episodes left of this podcast and i mean forever the podcast it will be ending on the last friday of december 2017th uh 2017 to 2017. Uh, that will be December 29th will be the last episode to publish. So I hope you can still with stay with us up until that last episode. Um, we're going to have a lot of great guests, these last final five. Um, so continue to listen, but the big thing you can also do is help out all the great podcasts on the boardwalk audio network. Um, just cause this one is ending doesn't mean there's going to um, not be great, um, podcast for you to listen, but you can help all of the great shows uh, by clicking the big button on the BoardWalkAudio.com website that says support our artists up in the right-hand corner. That will direct you to Amazon.com by pushing that. You can just make your normal purchases on Amazon.com. It will cost you nothing, but... It will send a kickback to all the great shows right here on the Boardwalk Audio Network. So, do that. Help us all out. That would be lovely of you. This, again, is one of the last five episodes of I Will Watch Anything Once. Um, I'll talk about that more as we go Um, each episode. It's just time. I want to give my energy to more things. that are more creative rather than discussing people's movies, maybe write a movie. I don't know. Something like that. I want to star in movies. Um, But it's been great having Connie as a co-host. She'll be doing more in the future as well, but more of that to come in the future. Um, But, Real quick, before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to give an apology to the sound. The sound um, is listenable. Um, bear with it, because this is a great conversation with a great guest um, due to watching a really fun silly uh, old movie with our guests. Um, I just had some technical difficulties because this was the last episode I recorded with some old microphones that gave me some trouble that I wasn't able to hear until actually done recording. And in due Doing so, um, it, it forced me to have to eliminate my entire audio track or else there would just be a continually buzz that I ended up not being able to fully remove um, uh, unless I made it manageable when I eliminated my track. So I'm kind of in the far distance, but who cares? You get um, our guest as well as Connie, my co-host. Um loud and clear in a really good conversation about a a fun movie and an iconic uh, figure in Hollywood history. So let's get to the episode with our great guest, Phoebe (laughs) Neihardt.
1: Everybody, welcome to "I Will Watch Anything Once." I'm your host, Connie Shin, with your other host, Mark David
2: Christensen, and here we're with our guest, Phoebe
1: Nyhart. Yay! Yay! Hi, guys. Hi. Um, Phoebe, you have a special and timely treat for us. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Jerry Lewis, or as the French will say, Jerry Louis, um, that is
3: how they'll say it,
1: just died. And in honor (laughs) of that, we watched a Jerry Lewis film called Hollywood or Bust. Uh, Phoebe, can you sum that up for us?
3: I certainly can with the help of IMDb. Here we go. (laughs) Due to a scam that fell through (laughs) Gambler Steve Wiley A.K.A. Dean Martin Finds himself on a road trip to California With film fanatic Malcolm Smith That's Jerry Lewis And his great Dane, Mr. Bascom Steve is on the run from his debt to Bookie Benny And Malcolm is trying to meet actress Anita Ekberg Played by herself Soon they are joined by singer Terry Roberts Who's on her way to Las Vegas And as Steve falls for Terry He tries to figure out how to pay back his debtors Is that a fair synopsis? Mm Yeah, that's a fair
4: synopsis
3: (laughs) indeed. Also, it's a musical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it failed to mention.
2: Definitely failed to mention. Ah, but that's a good synopsis that IMDB
1: did. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You guys, I just realized it's a musical that had no dancing in it. Yeah,
3: there was. Uh, Excuse me. There was a dance between. There was a pole dance. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, God. God.
1: We'll get to that.
2: We'll that. First <laughs> off, Amy, we want to know
3: why you wanted us to see this movie. <laughs> I chose Hollywood or Bust because it was a movie that I watched a lot as a kid. My dad showed it to me and my sister a lot. And I thought with Jerry's passing, it was a timely choice. Um, it's, a, it's a strange movie. And I, I think I made a, a wise guess that you guys had not seen it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize
2: that I had never seen a, a Jerry Lewis movie. Me neither.
3: Oh, what a thrill, huh?
2: Yeah. It like, <laughs> yeah. It was quite a thrill.
3: Do you guys feel like you're more Team Lewis or Team Martin? I don't know.
4: They're both
1: pretty despicable in the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's... I don't think like I'm, I'm... I'm Team... Um,
3: Terry? Terry. Team, <laughs> Team Terry. Mr. Baskin? Yeah, let's uh,
1: I think get out of there. yeah, that dog was great. But yeah, Jerry Lewis ha- is crazy annoying. <laughs> He's yeah. crazy. Like, okay, so, okay, these two clearly, um, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were a famous comedic duo that did a lot of movies together. But, um, and they started off in vaudeville, and it shows.
4: Like, you no. can. Like,
1: it's so <laughs> exactly. just like, as someone who's, who writes stuff, like, I'm very aware of stuff that you could tell would work on stage as opposed to screen. And I'm like, there's so many times where I'm like, you guys, there's not going to be an audience there being like, what? It's just, it's yeah. so. Uh, it's very, like, I felt the performances
2: were very. Especially, like, in the, in the scene that had an Alente on it, what immediately comes to mind is. First meeting for the first time in the, in the line to get into the raffle for the car. Yes, the very beginning, it felt like oh, this is what like sitcoms became. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. You know what I mean? Like the way the camera tracked with them, the style, like the bigness of it. it was like, this is a sitcom. This is what they they stole from this. and that's what kept sitcom alive. That's they
4: it. Sort of,
2: like, like,
3: I wish that I could sit in a movie theater when these movies were really big and just see what the actual
1: response was. Yeah. Yeah. It
3: was
2: very interesting <laughs> to go back in time and see, yeah, what the reaction is, where the laughs are. Thought, like, hidden.
3: Yeah.
2: You can, you can hear like what that probably was, but we're not naturally. Like, for example, we were talking about how there's one part where <laughs> the great Dane is in the car and rolled away. so It looks like the I was driving a while, and it, it goes a lot of places and drives through traffic, and one of the drivers yells out, like, oh, Sunday driver, <laughs> and it's like, really? that's a joke, and I had to get it left, but it doesn't now, because we don't use that term. Right. What would be, here's an idea, like, what's the equivalent of, like, a Sunday driver now? I, I,
3: I think
1: it would probably movie. be a pop culture reference. Yeah, like a. What
3: would it be? Pokemon. Oh,
1: I, I already instantly know. Do you remember that show where it was about this guy who was a nerd being forced to get turned into a spy? No. What? It was, <laughs> go, this go is, go. It's kind of recent. It's kind of recent. It's in the 2000s. This guy who's who's supposed to be a geek. Um, uh, gets oh, recru- Chuck? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I never
4: watched Yeah, it.
1: and there's a part um, where you see him. Like gunning it in a car uh, down a ramp or something, and you see these two stoner kids nearby being like, "Uh, Geek Squad emergency. And I'm like,
3: (laughs) that made me laugh. So Sunday Drivers is the Geek Squad emergency. Sunday Drivers.
2: But (laughs) Wesley!
1: That's what that is.
2: I think you're right. That is the same type of shit. But if you have to rewrite the scene, where this, this dog is driving. Well,
3: I'm shocked that you don't already have an answer because we discovered that Dave most likely wrote all of Hollywood or Bust in a former yeah, way.
1: Just he called every joke <laughs> before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but my brain feels like I just,
2: I'm like, I can see this stuff a mile away. I
3: no, I think that's, I think uh, it, yeah, it's sort of designed that yeah. way. But at the
2: time, it was surprising probably for these eyes
3: the eyes maybe i think that their brand of comedy was still very like wholesome and family friendly so i don't know how shocking or surprising it was intended to be but maybe i don't know
1: (laughs) there's a lot of scenes that were clearly um set up for a physical pratfall and so there'd be little elements here that like it'd be hard not to notice. Like, okay, so there's a part where Jerry Lewis—I'm just going to call him by his actor name, Jerry Lewis. Uh, I will. I will not call him by his character name.
3: Malcolm uh, Smith. Uh, go on. Um,
1: uh, he fights a bull by accident because he thought it was a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and he will not get the hell out of this ring. This scene went on for about 7 minutes at least. And he's oh what's interesting is he he turns his red coat into like a red flag. But here's the thing, up until that point in the movie, you never see that red coat. You like Dave even pointed it out. Like he looks like Paddington Bear. Why is he wearing that <laughs> huge red coat? Yeah
2: and it was just there
1: to be a part of that section yes which looked and it looked instantly very sheet like and um I'm just like is this lazy writing I don't know
3: impossible a little, bit, <laughs> a
1: little bit but also it's like I still think that there's comedy that's
2: written that way of like they're gonna do this and
4: it's gonna lead to mm-hmm.
2: like, this happening in the third act or whatever mm-hmm. it's, I think mean, that still happens right mm-hmm. I do yeah. I really don't see a lot of comedies a lot I like newer comics I mean I did see Girls Night and I'm not trying to was there anything
1: that was set up later on like that that was just part of the set piece? I just mm. uh, there's so many visual I things so. that I, I they like, like, like okay okay so Jerry Lewis how old do you think his character was supposed to be in this movie
3: oh good like question yeah yes. they were treating I, him like he was like
1: I like, thought he was supposed to be like Really, like eighteen. Yeah. yeah, that's how old he got treated. But throughout the entire <laughs> film, he wears a giant Super Bowl si- style ring on his pinky, <laughs> which is what I found so distracting. It
4: is <laughs> distracting.
2: It, it was it's a man. It's, it's a grown man thing to wear. Mm-hmm. It felt out of character for this nerd like, he's called him. Yeah, nerd. he's supposed to
1: be a like a spazzy dweeb who's young and they. I think they hint that he's a virgin or some crap, and, like, he—but he has this huge gold ring on his pinky, and I, you just know, like, uh, the director was like, Jerry, you're supposed to be a kid. You can't have that giant ring. And he's like, Jerry's not taking this ring off. Jerry Jerry earned, doesn't
3: take the ring off. Jerry yeah.
1: earned this ring. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful choice. It's so distracting. It makes you super aware he's not a kid and that he was probably drinking in between cuts, and it's just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably. Mark was probably
1: drinking oh, 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 can we variety. talk
2: Oh, can we talk yeah. about can how this... Of the he's probably, he's this is has been looking out a non-alcoholic I
1: believe in real life. Yeah. So Gary Lewis was probably the pulse They, they These two, this was their last movie together, and they didn't speak to each other in between uh, cuts. Can you tell us why, Yeah, baby? so Phoebe, you brought
2: this up over while we are watching it and we didn't want to know more. <laughs> because such a fascinating facts that you knew about this movie. So talk yeah. about that. Like, this is their final
4: movie, right? Mm-hmm. This is the
3: last one they shot together. I mean, I think the dissolution was a long time coming. I mean, I feel like when you are in a partnership like that, it's probably a lot of stress. They're very strong personalities. Maybe he does. He, I I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not an expert on their partnership, but I did read Shirley MacLaine's memoir and she worked on another movie of theirs together that was towards the end. It's called Artists and Models. I know you guys are going to run out and watch it after Hollywood or (laughs) best, but I think it was pretty widely known that Jerry Lewis is a pretty big control freak. And he went on to direct And um, he was always sort of like In charge of the duo And he always got to be the funny one Like you'll notice in this movie Like all the gags center around Jerry And I Uh think it was not that It got to a point where it was not that fulfilling For Dean Martin Uh At least in the memoir Like sort of how it's presented And um, there was like some weird Jealousy issues between them And you know I think after working together For such a long time They were just like done with it
2: so I think all partnerships sort of um, go that way, or like either you it doesn't mean you'll completely part with. Like it sounds like theirs was insane. in they stopped talking after this, right? Yeah. And as you said, they wouldn't talk to like
3: apparently. Oh my god! Can you imagine universe? making a feature film with someone who you're starring with and not speaking to them? It must be so tense. There's so many.
1: <laughs> there's a scene where they fall in a pool together. Imagine rehearsing that. Shooting that and hating that person to the point where you're not speaking. That's torture. Cool.
3: <laughs> Sounds like a great comedy. It's
1: just, it's so, it's so just like, because they're together throughout the entire thing. I feel like somebody made a TV movie about that. I
2: it.
1: Really? Now I... that I'm thinking
2: about I have no clue what the name of it. I feel like a couple of years ago, long before I moved to LA, it was like a made for TV movie about.
3: Oh, man. Gotta watch.
2: I I have to do research and
1: find it. I have a weird feeling that Jerry—oh, sorry, cut you off. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have a weird feeling Jerry Lewis was probably hard to work with only because Dean Martin went on to do the Brat Pack. Where? To do the Brat Pack. To be part of the Brat Pack.
3: You mean the Rat Pack? The Rat Pack. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the Breakfast Club Yeah, yeah he was, everybody on <laughs> almost oh, wow. fire.
4: Huge.
1: <laughs> uh, millennial over here. Uh, he went on to be part of the Rat Pack. I think he was Was he He was always part of the Rat Pack during this, right? But, but the, the thing,
3: I think the there must is, have been some, This was 1956. Um, I so know. I I am I think there's probably some crossover, you know. Probably I just I don't know don't, my history maybe because my friend
2: has never even been like that I was like ooh cool no <laughs> <laughs> no that ch- kind like, of uh, masculinity that kind of like 50s masculinity or like chacho like attitude
1: has never been abused new-
2: that's mm.
3: weird because when I think of you, I'm like, "That's classic Dave. You're not a <laughs> you're,
1: you're not. a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Party, <laughs> <laughs> which is a real thing.
4: Yeah, I heard Pussy, that, posse. Right? Pussy.
1: Yeah. Pussy Posse. Pussy Posse. Luke Lucas Haas. Who else? They were just. They were
4: talking
2: about trying to like get laid
4: and cool like, No, the no, day. they got yeah. laid. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: And like, but I mean, that's their like, their overall goal was just that. Right? Yeah. You think
3: so? You think
2: they fucked in, like, all of them, like,
1: somebody in the same room? I'm sure unintentionally. I like to think so.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in a perfect world, I've yes. I've written
3: some pretty solid fanfic about that, so. <laughs> Lucas
1: Haas oh, just, just so. stood
3: there in the doorway mouth we again. Mine's really Toby centric, but.
1: <laughs> ah, Lucas Haas. Uh, he's the he, one you don't see anymore.
3: <laughs> he was in uh, Independence Day, right? He, and like uh, He was in a lot of, yeah. of movies. He, yeah. he was
1: the long-haired kid for a while. Uh, he his, was really cute. He was super cute when he was young. He was a crazy cute kid. Uh, he His breakout role was in the movie Witness with Harrison yes. Ford. Yes! He was a little Amish boy who witnesses a murder. Oh, that's
2: Lucas Haas. That's not the long-haired kid in Independence Day. This is the oh. guy who was in Brick. He, returned him. he was in Brick. Oh. oh, he was in the
4: movie Boys yes. with Winona Ryder. You're right, you're uh, right.
1: Uh-huh. I got with it too. And he was also in Mars Attacks.
3: Great. Oh, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. That's thought, what I'm thinking of. You thought Mars Attacks? <laughs> uh, they are.
4: Similar.
3: Honestly, I still think that. <laughs> that's
2: <great>. I like Mars Attacks <laughs> better than more so.
1: Really? I think Mars Attacks is so fun. I still need to watch that. Mars Schwartz's character
3: is insane. Soft.
1: Yeah. And I think Jack. Is <laughs> Dude, uh, that's a whole other movie oh, 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 oh. can I um, for Hollywood or bust I just want I think it's hilarious because um, we were like screaming throughout the movie yeah. but um, Phoebe very politely was like if you guys get bored I brought a backup movie <laughs> I was not bored I'm so glad there was glad. never a bored or boring moment
3: gonna... Oh, my dad's going to be so happy to but, hear you say that <laughs> It was insane throughout. Yeah. <laughs> Truly.
2: Bonkers enough. Even, like, yes, it has not It has not aged well in a
1: different way.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it's know, certainly dated. Things. It yeah. has turned. It it's has
1: turned. turned. But, like, there's movies that age badly where, like, you can't sit through them. They're just, yeah. like, it's
3: too. Really. Unwatchable. Yeah,
2: unwatchable. Whereas this is, like, it's it's age-battling in a way of, like, damn, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have never been doing that. Yeah. And, like... This seems like it's insane that, like, this is how the culture thought about things. But at the same time, that's what's riveting for us, is that we think it's such a a modern, contemporary, um, progressively good um, way. (laughs) I don't know how well to phrase that but But, like, (laughs) then it's still entertaining to be like, fuck me. Only, what, how many years not even thought this way? Yeah, and there's people that still think this way. There's
1: a whole generation we
3: need to kill off that thinks this right? way. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> there's
1: a sexual assault. I want to say. <gasps> I think you're right on the mic If it's a it musical
2: assault, <laughs> like, it is not. A look, like, it's it's delivered. It's presented as if of
3: those as a musical like, number, a
2: musical number, and it's supposed to be like this is romantic. The man's gonna really like.
3: Grab her by the shoulders. And,
2: and like, oh, like that. It's still this muchacho
1: caveman kind d- of instinct. There's a scene where Dean Martin and uh, the, the woman, what's her, the actress's
3: name? I don't know the actress's name, but character name terry roberts
1: tara roberts (laughs) terry get terry roberts she's in a bathing suit going for a swim and dean martin like a goddamn rapist tricks (laughs) (laughs) jerry lewis to go off into a field somewhere far away to get milk for him yeah (laughs) that's so creepy and then he so he could be alone with her because he found out she's swimming and thus is probably exposed. He sneaks up on her and then basically pins her down as she tries several times to get away but she's so tiny and frail in her shrivelly bathing suit that you pointed out she's not big enough to fit in. Um, She gets pinned down and you went to the bathroom I think for a second but me and Dave were screaming
4: No! (laughs) Yeah, did
3: you hear us <laughs> I did I knew exactly what part you were at that screen tells a thousand stories and
2: the thing is like if I was if I was to shoot a scene today and be like this movie is about like a sexual assault
4: and yeah. we're gonna shoot
2: a scene where like this, this a woman gets like sort of brutalized or this is like uh, just a sexual assault scene I don't know why am trying to color it up but I would shoot it Almost um, the physical, what i my actors do would be identical to what happened. Absolutely, what was supposed to be a lighthearted romantic moment. You're Absolutely. telling
3: me that you would make a movie now where you would have one of the lead characters be like, I have a stomach ache, go across this field and get me some milk. Well, maybe not. Seems like an elaborate setup, seems
4: like <laughs> uh,
3: it's so bizarre. But like him
2: trying to get what he wants from her in that way, yeah. Bizarre. Would be, I would, it would be the same. It just, it's
3: weird. Yeah, it's insane. Was,
2: okay, he pinned her down. It was terrifying. And, and she's clearly she, saying no. Yeah. Every part of her body. Yeah. But then
3: five minutes later, she's like, oh. That and was so had, like a nice little smooch. The
2: bowl. Yeah. Uh, well, that
1: changed my mind. Your,
2: your you eventually
1: saved him from that bull after giving him terrible advice. Yeah, <laughs> to you Toro. led
3: him to his death and then you saved him. Yeah. You're a hero. He's,
1: and, he, and on top of that, he's <laughs> such a dirtbag to her. Oh, yeah. Like he tells her like, as she's about to go on stage in Vegas, dump this job. I got some money by gambling with this. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> he they gamble, they gambled because we'll talk about terrible this. Like physicality because that plays into his whole industry. Oh money, he has a bunch of money, he, of he tells her <laughs> it's not even an ask. It's yeah. not even like, hey, will you like now you would if this romantic moment in a more modern be like sort of like an ask, like, come with me. Like, and you'd probably like what well, if you were writing this as a romantic comedy, she'd probably like, no, you're my dreams, and he'd probably be like, Alright, well I'm gonna go. And it'd be a sad moment, and you'd think, Oh, they're not gonna get back together, and then eventually she'd change her mind for whatever reason. This
1: shrimp (laughs) is telling her you're quitting this job to come with me. Listeners, the level of callousness he does this uh, with—to illustrate—he does not stop walking. That's how callous it is.
3: (laughs) Oh. Like, and then when he finds out he's broke he quickly just puts her in a cab and is like um mm-hmm. bye yeah, go to hey, your
1: Hollywood audition she's
3: like where am I going yeah
1: he's like I, I could give a fuck right now. <laughs>
3: just look at her once during that
1: no. conversation while he puts her in the cab yeah she's like hey where am I going ugh <laughs> uh. uh, and the idea that like a woman that they're
2: presenting women in general like love directionless Without a fucking man. Uh, uh. You know what you got? You uh, in this movie, technically, you are if you're a woman, you in the country, you wait around with other women in <laughs> skippy like uh, clothes, waiting for men to come, or you become showgirls and tell a man.
1: They drive. They, there's a montage of them driving through the country singing, and it's basically like they're driving through a giant Hooters. Every <laughs> every woman is wearing heels, uh, some sort of bikini. And full makeup and waving, posing, and glorious poses. Yeah,
3: it's my favorite. It's maybe my favorite part of the movie.
1: I'm like, if it feels like they died and they were in another realm.
3: Yeah, it's like a fever dream. Yeah, because I was like,
1: where are all the men in this crazy village they're driving through?
3: Yeah, it's like a lot of women as... Props. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, the
1: credits literally open with a woman as a prop. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's
2: multiple, <laughs> during
1: the credits, there's just women posing. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It felt like we were looking at a, cat, like a catalog
3: yeah, yeah, totally. It's like a calendar. They're like calendar girls.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I mean, this is fucked up, but it did make the credits interesting
3: to watch. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> I mean, can
1: I say about credits? <laughs> I'm mean, a to a
2: different tangent. I kind of miss sometimes, um, not this one particularly. I don't, I don't really love the credits on this one.
3: Very rude. But I, said, <laughs> I said very rude.
2: Yeah, I'm rude. But uh, <laughs> just because it just set up the tone of the, like, uh Chauvinist <laughs> film a bit. It, it uh,
3: certainly did.
2: But I do, like, some of the older movies have fun, like, opening longer credits.
3: Yeah. And these
2: days, like, we kind of just, I'm not, like, I'm... A lot of movies don't do much with their
1: credits. Dude, I just... And either I need none, or I want them to, like, fill it in. Before the credits, didn't they start with a sketch?
3: Yes. Yeah, it started with a very... Oh, man, sketch yeah, sketch we about. moved right past movies? that. We oh, saw
2: Jerry yeah.
1: Lewis play a,
2: a Chinese... Or, not even Chinese. Oriental. Chinese yeah, Oriental. Novel, a moviegoer, and it was just
1: him, uh, in the most terrible garb as a Chinese man, Eating, trying to get popcorn with chopsticks, Ugh. and getting frustrated, and then finally using his hands. Yeah, yeah, was, that was he. Well, to be fair, he played a lot of offensive characters in that <laughs> opening sketch. He played um, uh, British. Uh, oh, yeah, a stuffy British person that gets served four uh, pieces of popcorn by uh, another stuffy British uh, waiter.
3: I've never figured out what he's saying at that part.
1: I couldn't tell.
3: Yeah, it's weird. It's
1: and then there's a part where he's supposed to play a Russian person who's clapping, and then you see that he's in handcuffs.
3: Hilarious. And then, <laughs>
1: and um, there was a part where he plays a Frenchman who's too busy making out. So you've never yeah. Seen a movie? Yeah like that that, made, that makes that makes sense.
3: And it, then the American one was like. Oh yeah, he's
1: he's salting his cola as he's salting his popcorn. Yeah, he's yeah. putting a lot of salt. on. Yeah, like a little box, like, a classic, like movie going cool. So yeah, I mean that's
3: just like a pretty unnecessary a, a joke that's
2: still today.
1: Oh yeah, like, Ellen Glenn Glenn has that America's joke. known as the Glenn. Yeah, I mean it's fun, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, oh, it was so bizarre because it had nothing to do with anything. It was, I think
3: yeah, it was it's just, a weird. Comedy.
2: It's like you're doing a sketch, just opening, being super meta and being like, Hey, welcome to the movies. You're about to watch a movie with us. Yeah. I don't know why you do that, but that's what they did.
3: Yeah, it was so... (laughs) I think that's like the general sentiment towards them and all of their movies. It's like, I don't know why this was necessary, but this is what you did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do this bit. We're going to put a bit in the yeah, I mean, having Dean Martin—it was Dean Martin who was introducing those characters, right? Yes. Yeah, he was, like,
2: standing by a
1: globe. A giant globe. Nothing says, out of date, more than a globe. <laughs> yeah. was a globe uh, yeah. Oh, you know this movie? It's from 1956, and there are so many elements of movies of this era that stand the fuck out. Like, one is folly. Like, mm. the, the noises that you oh, hear. Oh,
2: uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like
1: fully honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like every pound, punch, kick, door, or paper sound sounds exactly the same in every single movie from this era, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Like there's That's a part, amazing. there's a part where they uh, he flips paper, and it sounds like he's flipping like the most intense paper ever. And this is something
3: small. Is it
2: when he was in the back seat trying to secretly feed? um...
3: Oh, I love the that. Hamburger. That wax paper that is. Oh, that's like one of my. I feel like that sensorily gets me every time. I'm yeah. like, oh, I just want to eat a hamburger in this. Yeah, wax, set, wax paper. paper, paper that. Of a
1: it's
3: all crinkly. It was, like, mm-hmm. yeah. it was probably delicious. It looked really good. <laughs>
1: and um, yeah, the walking sounds. Everyone walks in the same type of yeah. gritty. I, I love it. And also, no one sweats. They're on yeah. the road for days. Very so I, clean. Oh, and I
2: have my fix thing with that, too. With the drive. Cross-country. Uh, oh. yeah. Clean and cherry rose, along with Matt Sweat, never put on sunglasses. Not once. And it was so sunny.
3: It's so sunny. And
2: probably windy.
1: Yeah. True. They, you know, they
3: were know, in like a convertible in for goodness sake.
1: And they didn't put
2: it on until they saw cops wall <laughs> in
1: Also, as someone who's had a dog, you have a dog. They're, they have a dog in this movie and they, it doesn't occur to them to take the dog out of the car for hours. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that dog wasn't shitting every two hours. Yeah. And the reason they take him out is why don't you give him some exercise? And I'm trying I, to get rid of Jerry. Yeah. As opposed to, hey, that dog has shit in the car twice already. How about we take him out for a yeah. bit? <laughs> Woof! Woof. <laughs> Woof!
2: About that dog. Yeah.
1: That mm. dog had a lot to do, by the way. That dog, that that dog-,
3: dog was a professional. Yeah, that dog
1: was. He, his name should, was, should have been like third. <laughs> he was but- the first musical number.
3: Yeah, Mr. Bascom is key. He
1: drinks a martini at one point. Yeah, Yeah, with those little fake paws. Oh, and there's a part where he covers his eyes with both paws, because he's driving and he's about to crash into a barn. (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) Delightful little Um, Yeah.
3: Who do you guys think is, like, the closest to a current-day Jerry Lewis? The closest I kept
1: thinking while
2: we watched it was, like, and I can't think of the most recent, but this is, it was, like, Oh, like Jerry Lewis. Then this style disappeared, and then Jim Carrey brought it back mm-hmm. in the movies. Because yeah. all of I think Jim is performances a good call. are that—they're this, it's just a slightly more grounded and more focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's actually like Jim Carrey like pretty much does Jerry Lewis's thing, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna give it like a point of view. I'm gonna give it direction. It's gonna be like part of the story. Whereas Jerry Lewis, I'm like. Who the, f- the fuck are you
3: performing through <laughs> every moment? But. you know what's funny? I uh, that just reminded me. I um, over like Christmas, my I made my dad sit down and watch. I made mean, both both of my parents sit down and watch Billy Madison
4: oh, <laughs> wow. the whole
3: time. Both of my parents were like this is stealing from Jerry Lewis. Like, wow. this is straight up Jerry Lewis, which I had never really thought about before. A bit but yeah, it's like a little bit of that same, like, over-the-top, like, Yeah, boy, child. man. Yeah. Your parents are
2: back.
3: But I agree with you. I feel like uh, Jim Carrey does a similar. But there's nobody, like, our age doing it, right? Or, like, who? Yeah.
1: Or... Well,
3: there must that. be but I can't
1: yeah I um well what's funny is like at some point Dave asked uh why is he doing that with his voice
3: common <laughs> yeah. so question I was like, and still, like <laughs> with heard
2: I was like is, this, is he putting on voice is this actually how it
1: sounds it sounds like a put on voice no one should ever hang out with him it sounded like it was hard the voice sounds like it was hard to do after a while
3: yeah, it sounds exhausting.
1: Yeah, and so like um, it—it sounds. This is so mean. It sounds like a character he was workshopping. It was very broad, and it—if I were a director, I'd be like, "Dude, just talk in your real voice, because it's oh. not working." It reminds me of. Have you seen Akja? Not yet. Jake Gyllenhaal plays a character in this that I'm told is similar to his character in Bubble Boy. And he has a put upon voice where I would have been like, Stop it. I'm so aware this is not your voice. That's what this reminded me of.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's such a choice, huh? It's like. Jerry
1: Lewis had so much control as
2: he
3: said in college. Nope. I mean, I think people really loved it. I do think he, he got so, so much deserve. mileage out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have a real love hate relationship to it.
2: <laughs> there are like I, I think I have a little bit too. Like I wouldn't ever call myself a trailer this fan, especially now. No, movie. no. But there were like there were little moments where I was like, "You're fucking Like I can't stand you. Mm-hmm. Like, Even your bits are weird. Like. You're, 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 you you you, you an ability to elongate something that shouldn't be long. Yeah, it made me
1: super aware of comedy editing. Yeah, it made me very well. It's like, oh, there scenes,
2: there was just, like, you should have been out of this already. Yeah, him. But then there were, like, moments where I was like, oh, I get, that's fun. Like, that's still, like, what you just did is, like, universalism. Sort of, like, there was the one where he drove away in the car, Dean Martin thought he drove away. And then he pulls up honking car. And I mean, he just, like, waves at him. And I know that there was no context to making that really funny, but for some reason I thought that was so fun. Because it was like, that's a universal just dumb gag to drive up on somebody honk so loud at them and they clearly <laughs> could see you and still wave.
3: I mean, so I think dumb. one of his great gifts is you laugh in spite of yourself like there's some stuff that is just so <laughs> yeah, ridiculous you can't help it you're <laughs>
1: right. right you're right
3: he's definitely not afraid to go too far for forever
1: i totally <laughs> see why the french love him because there was several times while watching this because he he um he mugs like crazy and i remember oh, yeah. thinking if i didn't speak english i think i'd be okay
3: that's an interesting point. Yeah, like a real appeal to an international audience because mm-hmm. it's all yeah. Because I, I there. you could
1: genuinely not hear the dialogue and be like, "Oh, I still know what's happening" because he is mugging so hard. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> and this is uh, this is an uh, uh, lack of knowledge. What I'm about to say is that in America, I think we've like we, we move forward a little quicker
2: universally to like be like, "Yeah, we shouldn't make offensive jokes about race right. and all these things." Whereas what I've heard from people that go and work to in Chicago is that other cultures still across the sea love.
1: Oh
4: yeah, Hello, they do
2: we rip on another country. And there's a part of it goes like the not
4: fucking love Jerry.
2: for that.
4: Oh my God. But,
1: like in in additional to that, like you guys saying, I think you turn off the volume.
3: You know what the joke is. You can
1: still see his, his, oh, yeah. his, his bit. Yeah, even if you didn't speak English, you'd still be like, Look at this fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, he He is a fucking clown. He's a very annoying man. He mugs so
2: hard.
1: R.I.P. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Phoebe suggested, grew up with, brought this movie, and at some point she goes, he's so fucking annoying.
4: I was going to say it,
3: but I didn't want to offend you. It was so
4: good.
3: good. (laughs) Part of his charm. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just, I'm just gonna love it. It, it. I find it very comforting okay. to
2: stop working with him. Yeah, like, can you that duality of like emotion, emotions towards him? <laughs> oh,
3: God. I remember in um I'm just gonna keep going back to this Shirley McLean memoir. Right. Her talking about how she got along She felt that Dean Martin was, you know, I don't think this is terribly surprising, that he was easier to just sort of get along with, and that she actually felt like he was the funnier half of the duo, but Ah. that Jerry Lewis would get very jealous whenever Dean Martin got any kind of laughs, and so Dean was quick to, like, hand it off.
2: I think there were moments in this movie where I was like oh Dean Martin's actually a really good voice of reason yeah and
3: I think he's uh, really funny if you watch his other stuff too like he's yeah he's know just smart
2: I think, and I think I've seen clips from uh, the old Friars oh the, the hosts.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah yeah he's a great straight man for all of those comedians and I think that's you get I oh, we, we've all here done improv and comedy so if you're a really good voice of reason in a comedy scene you can get more laughs from the crazy person, uh-huh. yeah. And I think you have to if you're not somebody like an ego like Jerry Lewis, if you're not if you're not willing to give those up for the better good of the comedy, then you're fucking gonna crash and burn eventually. Uh-huh. I I don't know, but. so I could see that becoming. I think what you're bringing up on that memoir is correct.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that from an outside view jerry lewis had a more successful career in the end like sadly dean martin he had his own show and he developed this persona that was super popular which was like sort of like the drunkard and he would go on other people's talk shows and sort of like perform this character and people loved it but in reality like he did kind of you know have a sad ending to his life um but i think was certainly equally talented and
1: that's okay. Like, yeah. like I haven't... This is the first movie I've seen of both of these actors, and but I already knew who they were, so... Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think they both did pretty well for themselves. Huh, we wouldn't
3: have... Absolutely.
1: That's a warrant.
3: You guys, we, wouldn't have, would <laughs> we wouldn't have it!
1: <laughs> we wouldn't have roast probably. We wouldn't have This is weird, but... Okay, so... I Wikipedia Jerry Lewis this morning, and so he's very well known for his humanitarian work in Mm -hmm. addition to his acting. And one of the biggest causes he's a champion for is muscular dystrophy. Jerry's kids, and and the reason you can hear Dave laughing is because (laughs) when there, okay. So the character Jerry's supposed to be playing has a thing where he gets a lucky tick, and the physical
3: ticks he takes
1: on. Can you listen for us, baby?
3: So the, <laughs> the lucky itch is um, an itching, a twitching, and a jerking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't hear, but I'm shaking my head.
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, there's some pretty uh, <laughs> questionable movement. But, keep going. Yeah, yeah, oh, please. I, uh, <laughs> actually,
2: this is the, the most broad way to put it or just on the nose, is that his actions in this character while he's getting this like lucky moment, is somebody with, it's like,
3: oh wow. A physical disability. Dis-
2: dis- disability, yeah, with disability, like muscular, like MS. And it's like, wow, fun that like, you did this, these physical acts, to so look that way, and then you made a, a later in your career, like you were meeting for that, made money. Do wow.
4: you think that I he's- wonder what
1: Michael J. Fox would have to say about that. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy he i just i i wonder like what came first in this case like his awareness of ms or he thought it was karma from doing that bit i have no clue but there has to be a connection
3: we can't just- interview him well like we talked about he never saw this movie so i don't think he'd probably had very much awareness
2: <laughs> about nowhere. what, like it the, what the
3: itch looked like. Somebody
2: probably with muscular just like came to him and was like, I don't get it, but I'll do it. <laughs> 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 uh have you guys heard real quick about Jerry Lewis's um uh, Nazi clown? Well, yes. Yes. I have I have downloaded a short edit of it of like what they could get pulled up before they eventually it's
1: gonna be years before they that, that they can actually Library of Congress it, I, believe? I will watch it anywhere, anytime. You know what Wait,
2: what? There's a movie he made that he refused to, to release. A, know. It's called The Clown Who Cried, I
3: believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely heard. Plot. You've heard of it? Yeah.
2: The whole plot is he's a clown in Nazi Germany, and he's sent in to entertain Jewish children as they're put in, uh, they're in the camps, and then like, eventually put into the show.
3: Holy shit.
4: It's
2: so sweet.
3: (laughs) And it's, he didn't release it.
2: Yeah, like, he made the whole movie. Like, I think he got bad feedback from his friends on it. And then, like, I mean, I don't know the whole history, but he just buried it. But, Uh, like, there's been footage that's leaked of it. I downloaded it a long time ago and have not watched it. like, what they made of it, like, kind of put it together as close as possible, what you can get hold of. But to be.
3: I didn't like, realize that's what he was be, uh-huh. like, doing as the clown. Yeah, <laughs> I did not realize that's what he was doing as the clown. Yikes, yeah, that's dark.
1: Be, is it supposed to be a comedy? I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be a, like a dramatic, like turning comedy. Oh, drama.
3: I have to see
2: this. Yeah, I really badly
3: wish you could get... We should have double featured that.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> solid
3: follow. One. up
4: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but um, we have to wrap up soon, but I want to get to some two questions. One that we do for everyone but One before you said this is a movie that you your your dad introduced you to you. Like, yes, this is what he wanted to show you. Is, like, oh, like, it's
3: this it's is all it. you wanted to teach me, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but I feel like this probably influenced your like love of comedy because you're. An actor. You're known for your <laughs> pratfalls.
3: <laughs> known for my
2: pratfalls. But I first met you Story Pirates. Very, very big performance. And sure. And
3: then
2: off of that, I saw your web series that you created very, like, and I feel like you have like really fun, good characters. Not in the sense of Jerry Lewis. Right?
3: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> can
2: do Jerry, like Jerry. Compared to that. But like, that's cool. Like, was there for both of all of us like with one was there anything else that your parents introduced to you that could influence you and the same for you was there anything your parents introduced to you film wise growing up that you remember a lot of iconics
3: yeah definitely um I mean my dad was a filmmaker and he loves movies so he introduced me to a lot of stuff that influenced me and I think yeah, Hollywood or Bus for me is like one of those comfort movies I watch when I'm sick or it just kind of I think that was like I don't know, I did like this sort of like glamorous look of Hollywood and it's the it's musical definitely gorgeous. Yeah, it's just like a fun. Um
1: like I we we talked about the costumes kind of throughout. They're all like on point.
3: Yeah. Um, Totally. Very visually well, fun for kids. Uh-huh. Also, I think as a kid, seeing somebody like Jerry Lewis, it's like with an international audience. It's like uh-huh. you don't have to be an adult to get what the jokes are. Uh-uh. They're laid out for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> Pretty explained. Clearly. Very, 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 But It
2: was cool to see like old Hollywood, even though they were
1: somehow capable to sleep at Hollywood Bowl. Oh, and that yeah. Hollywood Bowl at some point had a pool in it, which is insane. Oh, yeah. I'm going Go to Google that later. I what happened to that pool. Yeah, there's a pool, like, right in front of the stage, separating you from the what audience. What sound?
3: Oh, maybe, yeah. Interesting. That's a good point. Because why else would they yeah. have it, it right there? Or just...
2: Horse.
3: Oh, I wish I knew. B-movies?
1: Um, my mom I got very lucky my mom loved uh, foreign films so as a young child I got exposed to a lot of uh, Asian movies European movies and a lot of them were like art house so I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head but I just remember being like oh there's so many different ways to make movies like there's no real rules yeah that's really cool and um, it's just like there's certain styles of genre that you you wouldn't see in an american film and Mm -hmm. i remember thinking i'm like oh there's a whole world out there is there one
2: particular film at all that i stand back
1: to you um i'm trying to think i think there was it was a it was a uh a polish movie about a little boy and um it's very gritty and uh he I I don't know the title of it though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's there's yeah a lot of foreign films. Uh, Yeah, my mom was kind of a film nerd, and her favorite actor is Ingmar Bergman. Yeah, so um,
4: so she loved movies way back
1: when. Oh yeah, I I grew up watching a lot of Hepburn movies too. So uh, I,
3: I Catherine or Audrey. Audrey.
1: <laughs> I, I
3: hate know, myself. No, I want to. Have you, have, well, I'm very curious
4: if your mother's
1: seen it because it's an amazing Ingmar Bergman
2: performance.
3: Ah. I'm sorry, Ingrid Bergman or are you talking about the director, Ingmar Bergman? Oh, uh, You're talking about the woman? I'm talking Ingrid. About the woman, Ingrid, sorry. Ingrid, right? Ingrid, Ingrid. yes. Ingrid. Sorry. Sorry,
2: I
1: just what you said. Like, my mom That's thinks true. she's the most beautiful woman she's ever seen. Oh,
3: she's so beautiful. She yeah. You should
1: see Gaslight. It's where the term Gaslight comes from. Oh, yeah. I, I knew it came from a movie, but I've never yeah, seen the movie. I saw it a lot, like, a couple years ago. Like, uh, like, uh, New Beverly. Uh-huh. On
2: big screen for the first time. And it was, it's a movie that holds up.
4: Oh. It's a thriller that's it's still
2: thrilling, even though it comes from an older era. Joseph uh, uh-huh. Cotton. You watch Joseph Cotton you're like, oh, that's George Clooney back in the
4: day.
2: Uh-huh. This, you can see how Joseph Cotton translates. And what's her name? Uh, Angela Linesbury, is it?
3: So
2: Mrs. Potts, ginger ginger,
3: like, <laughs> as I call her. <laughs> congrats, Mrs. Pops.
2: It's wonderful. Those are great movies.
4: I mean, my dad just introduced me to Westerns. That
2: was like my favorite. Ooh, I, I will always love Westerns. Dude, yeah, and
3: Did that. you see uh, Hell or High Water? I haven't yet. It haven't is yet. so good. Oh, I'm so not intrigued. a huge Western person, but I still I need to see
2: that too. Lo- I love Westerns. It's, the,
3: it's real good.
2: The pace of them are perfect for me because it's just like, yeah
4: in the
2: hot desert. You're not going to move fast. Mm-mm. I love that kind of stuff. But great. Um, uh, one last question for you, Phoebe, as we wrap up. Uh, thank you again for
3: introducing this movie to us. Movie. Thanks for watching it. Um,
2: the podcast <laughs> is about me, honey, willing to watch anything once. So the question for you is, though, the opposite is, like, is there any type of film, genre, actor-specific It can be any specificity you want, broad or not. Is there anything you naturally avoid and don't want
3: to watch? Ooh, good question. Um I don't want to watch movies where animals are in real bad trouble, I guess. That's kind of my only thing. Is there an
2: example of one? Like
3: (laughs) Well, I get Uncomfortable when I watch like really old movies where it's clear that like the animals were not being taken care of. Okay. Um, that's really sister, specific. So, like,
1: <laughs>
3: He's having fun. Come on. <laughs> no, I I honestly think I'll watch. Mo- I guess I wouldn't really. I wouldn't love to watch like a snuff film. But All right, I don't okay. think I. I don't think I really like discriminate too much. okay is happy.
1: that <laughs> is there like a least favorite genre for you
3: oh okay yeah um I don't really like let's see I feel like um I'm gonna pull up Zach real quick he likes to <laughs> like go to like I went to go see The Great Wall that Matt Damon movie okay. is that what it's called yeah 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 um with him, like he likes going to those kinds of movies like he'll see them in the theater I don't like like those are boring to me. I'm not like a, big a big fan. Action. Like a big like a big lazy action where you're like, I feel like nobody tried that hard. It's not really like character driven in any way. So I don't care. Like epic action movies? I mean, if they're like really good, if they're well done and well executed, then sure I can get into that. But that's not something I'm gonna gravitate towards. I'd much rather watch something that's like about a couple people
1: figuring some stuff Oh, out. so like stuff like on a, just like a grandiose scale?
3: Yeah, I like stuff that's more like about the characters as yeah, opposed to like yeah, this yeah. outside.
1: Like, like look at how many extras we could afford.
3: Yeah, like I don't really care that much about like getting into the tower or like <laughs>
1: getting into o- this, opening up that package. Movie, getting into the
3: tower. <laughs> you know, I don't love getting into the tower. You, you know, you know I, you. like
1: because I think uh, those movies like that, they reek of uh, studio budget. Yeah. And studio notes. And yeah. so, as opposed to. I like, feel
3: very pretentious saying this. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I am I freaking love, like, terrible movies. But those ones I think are just more boring to mm-hmm, me.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think that's bad to, like, if those don't do it, why don't
3: they do Look, they just don't do it for me. <laughs> that doesn't
1: <turn> <laughs> it doesn't turn you on.
3: It doesn't turn you on.
1: You like character yeah. driven stuff. That gets you off. <laughs> what was the last I character mean, driven movie you really liked the most recent? Um.
3: The most recent movie I watched that I really liked was oh, you know what I just rewatched.
2: Really awesome. say, oh,
3: <laughs> I love the Great Wall. Did I mention just that? Slip it. Um, I just rewatched Badlands, which I is still so need great. to
2: see. That one of my absolute favorites. Can How right fun is it? Right there, you can see I have the criteria. Oh, I can oh, see it right there. Um, you're it's really re- good. When, did you watch it just at home, or how did you see it?
3: You know, I just watched it at home, which is, like, not a good way to see it. I watched it on my laptop, which is probably the worst way to see it. But mm. it's just, like, so beautiful, and watching them together just is so captivating. Like, Young Sissy Spacek is just, like, an alien sent from heaven, nah. and I and I worship Jesus. that alien. I
2: saw that movie was <laughs> lucky enough to do Beverly as well to see it with a double feature of Days of Heaven.
3: Oh, and my God. And
2: Badlands, was, what was really cool is like, seeing it with a live audience, the humor of it pops out a little bit
4: more.
3: Ooh. And
2: that's what I, like, when I was like, oh, this movie, like, it has another layer. It didn't really, like, we weren't laughing at, like, oh, this movie's old or it made it, like, we did with today. But, like, it really has a humor to it that's under under all of that. Interesting. Because like, they're, not,
4: they're, not, it's yeah. really Cause they're
2: just kids. They're just kids. And they're just, like, I love that. I yeah. I'm with you 100%. It's, it's good. It's really uh, good. And I always wanted, like, if I ever got to, like, curate stuff, I want to do that. Do double features, Badlands and
3: Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Adventure Tales. Mm-hmm. you like. Misadventure Tales.
2: I love Tales. that. That's a great movie. Um, yeah. Anything else coming? Um... Oh, well, let's rate this movie.
1: Would oh you, yeah, would you uh, watch we, it again?
2: We uh this new Hollywood, uh, uh, or Hollywood, let's say a new rating system for the podcast. Oh, great. It's called. We rate a movie that we saw with once, twice, or or multiple.
3: I mean, I've seen it at least fifty times. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> multiple. honestly, this movie made me laugh. And as someone who like knows stuff about how to make production, like. There's so many stuff I want to tear apart in this that I would definitely watch it multiple times.
2: Yeah, I think I'll give it. a... I can't. I think I'll give it a twice because I would sit down and watch it again because I was very entertained and it's actually.
3: I'm honestly laugh, shocked. Laugh,
2: and then I would have to judge it again after the twice. But there's, I definitely. No, would give it a twice.
3: I yeah. can't believe this. This is this went over so much better than I ever could have dreamed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you, Yuffie. thank you so much. If you want more from Phoebe Nightheart, you can follow her on Twitter at DweebyNerdHeart. That's at DweebyNerdHeart. Also, she is a wonderful actor. You'll be able to see her in such programs as she has been on Scandal as well as Silicon Valley, and there will be far more to come. Check her out. Uh, her credit's on IMDb, but also just keep a lookout because she's going to be on more shows because she's a great actor. And you can see her live on the sketch SketchCom, team at UCB that's upright citizens Brigade sunset on Wednesday night um, every month 8:30 p.m. her team karate karate will go up she's super funny um, you'll be able to see her on that sketch team you'll have to check out the schedule at UCB's website in order to figure out when um, her team's going up but you should definitely check that out if you get a chance when you're in Los Angeles. Thank you again for listening to I Will Watch Anything Once. I know that the podcast is opening, uh, or is opening. I know the podcast is closing down um, at the end of this month on December 29th but still please go on to um, iTunes rate review subscribe let's go out on a high note um, tell your friends Maybe you can listen to the old um, episodes on and again once again you can help out all the shows right here on boardwalk audio Network by clicking that button that says support our artists um, I literally have loved um, producing this podcast for all you listeners You can keep up to date on the final episodes by following the podcast at I-W-W-A-O on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all of those. And you can email us at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. I know I have a couple emails in there that I will I promise by the end of this, uh, the fifth episode, the end of the episode of this podcast, I will address uh, the two emails that have been sent to us. Um, So thank you all again for listening. I will continue to thank you to listen to an annoying degree. Uh, But remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain.
3: I have to go get some kind of sandwich from Alcove because that sounds delicious. I'm thinking about getting a tuna melt. <laughs> yeah, those are really good. This has been
0: a BoardWalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.